Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I am with Pauline Lahote, who is the Director of Winemaking at Shandon. She is also featured in Wine Country Women of Napa Valley. Pauline, it is delightful to be sitting down with you. You are one busy woman. One of the unique things about you is that you grew up in Champaign Mm -hmm. on a farm. Was it inevitable that you would work in the wine business growing up in Champagne? The wine industry, not necessarily. I think my family really insisted on her connection with nature. Um, so ultimately for me to have a, a job connected to farming or like was, I think, inevitable because they, they gave us that sense of passion and and respect for the land. So that's actually what drew me to, to winemaking, honestly. So... I guess so. And also when you grow up in, in Champagne, you know, you've got the drink is all around you, the vineyard are all around you. So that's, I guess that's what I wanted to do. And that idea came when I was 14 and that never left me. So what happened at 14? I did a book uh, to my parents and I told them I wanted to be a winemaker. At that time, they were like, sure, that's, that's a great idea, but I'm sure that's going to change 500 times. Uh, but it never did. So um, obviously, after I did my bachelor degree, and then I was like, yeah, I need to do scientific in order to uh, to become a winemaker and, and then did my education based on that. Before we, we talk about Shandon, can you tell me the story about how you landed the internship here? Yes. So I did my winemaking um, classes or winemaking studies back in Champagne. So in France, there is five schools that get you to a winemaker diploma. So there is one in pretty much each uh, wine region. For me, uh, when I, I told you when I was 14, I wanted to be a winemaker, but it was never about being a, a still winemaker. I always wanted to make sparkling wines. At the time, obviously, I thought it, w- it would be champagne. Uh, just because I find the sparkling, like the, the bubbles, uh, a much more fun and, and complicated process. So that's what really... Um, drove me to to that. Um, in 2004, I interned at Moët et Chandon uh, in Champagne. So I, I worked there for a year. I expressed to them at the end of the internship that I needed to, to go abroad. And they told me, well, we have different wineries around the world. Which one you want to go? And the California uh, was obviously one of those um, options. And like I said, with the connection with my parents, that's that's the one I, I chose. So that's how I came here for 2006, not 2005, just because they sent someone uh, in 2005. So in the meantime, I did um, um, a master's degree still in Champagne, waited a year and came here in 2006. It's a great story. Can you describe for us a Pauline Lahote sparkling wine? What is your style? So for me, like I said, I came here uh, and discovered a region. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what I want to do today is I don't want to make champagne in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea is obviously to use the technique that I've learned to, to make a wine that re- really represents California. So 
my style is about uh, capturing uh, the California brightness, so the, that California sunshine, obviously in the bottle. Um, so I want wine that are very friendly, uh, fruit-driven, generous, bright, very elegant. This, that would be my, my type of wine that I make. So uh, very Californian, I would say. Over the past 15, 16 years, mm -hmm. has there been a standout mentor that you can speak to? Yes. I mean, it starts with, I would say, um, here at Chandon, the first winemaker was Donin Dyer. Mm -hmm. uh, I never worked with her, yet I find that her work really revolutionized sparkling winemaking in California. And she was the first winemaker being a female. So I think when I came at Chandon and, and heard that example, that was, uh, that was a, great, a great one to follow. So I, I felt like she's always helped me some, in some, some um, regards. Uh, the second person that, was, that really uh, counted a lot in my career is uh, Vincent Chaperon. Uh, he was my boss at Moët et Chandon. Uh, he's now the chef de cave for Dom Perignon. And he's always, like we've always kept very close relationship and he's always been there when I had to make, to make like um, good deci uh, decisions. Uh, so here to help me out, orientate me. Uh, Richard Geoffroy is another one. He's another person that has done the same role. And the third one, uh, I would say it's uh, Tom Tiburzi, who was the, my boss when I came here. Of course, he had a lot of experience in sparkling wine making, but really like what made the difference um, uh, with Tom is the fact that he trusted me. So when I came here, I was 23 years old and he literally like handed me the key of the winery and gave me the freedom. So that freedom really um, was a gift for me. Um, and I think thanks to Tom, I was able to accomplish a lot of uh, things and he never stopped me for anything so he never told me oh no don't do this so any idea I could bring forward he was like sure let's go for it so he's a person that obviously uh, has um, counted a lot in my career that basically answers the next question I was going to ask which was you know is there some advice that you were given that was really helpful and I would say that was probably it right yeah I think he didn't uh, hold you back. He no, he didn't hold me back. And I think for me, in order to succeed well, you know, I, I need to ha to be in an environment of a safe environment. Mm -hmm. So knowing that the person trusts me and can and, and then supportive. and yeah, being very supportive for sure. For mm -hmm. sure. Uh, the best advice I received, though, um, like I told you, I grew up in on a farm. So I think the, no the notion of uh, hard work has been taught to me quite significantly I would say <laughs> uh, so for me the best advice is is this is like roll up your sleeve work hard have fun well you know enjoy the work the enjoy that uh, the notion of working hard and the best uh, uh, advice I, I receive is to trust uh, instinct so that's something that I every single harvest I just you know when you have different you're working with so many different variables and Every year is not the same and every day, every day during harvest, you need to make decision. I remember that advice, which is like trusting your instinct. That's important to me. Top moment of your career so far? There is several. Um, the proud moment, obviously, is when I was named a head winemaker or director of winemaking. That's, that's a pretty big one. 
And it came after 10 years of, of being assistant winemaker. So that, that for me was a, a very important moment, yet stressful because that's when you go from being by yourself and leading the entire team as opposed to being a one of the team member. So that was a, a good one. And at the time, 2000 and, and this, that was 2016, I also wanted to um, change a little bit where Chandon was going and, and this, the style of those wines. So a proud w- moment will be when we celebrated 45th anniversary of Chandon and we presented the current style of Chandon and the future style of Chandon with all the changes that we've made. And that was well received. So that was a pretty big moment. Second one was uh, just uh, last December uh, when I received uh, from from the the French government uh, a medal, so the merit of agriculture. Very nice recognition from from France. Uh, my parents have also received previously that medal, and they were here when oh. they gave it to me. Uh, so we had the we it was done at the in San Francisco by the French consult and that was a very special moment. Fantastic and wonderful to have them here yeah. for that moment. How much wine do you make? How many cases? Those are numbers that we're not mm, uh, sharing. Privy to share. Okay. Yeah, uh, we make a f- uh, we make a you know we're the leader in the in the super premium category. Uh, the best asset that we have is our own vineyard. So we have about um, 1,000 ec- uh, acres of land. Not all of it is farm, but we have a significant amount of land. And that's, that's a, the truly joy of, of this um, job is, is uh, we're able to make uh, wine from our own estates. So and how many great. acres? So planted is about um, close to 700, and 700. 700 acres. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay, yeah. so you make an estate sparkling wine. Mm-hmm. And still wines. And still wines, yes. Okay. What would you say is the hidden gem in your portfolio? Well, there are several. Okay, um, what's, what's your favorite wine? My right favorite now? wine. I'm pretty proud of the Shannon Rosé, which is mm-hmm. uh, her signature um, wine. Um, I've always specialized in rosé in my t- entire career. So I started making um, champagne rosé in, in France. And the Shannon Rosé is one that I, I believe we, we've made um, um, significant difference. So I, I'm pretty proud of it. Um, so I would say this is a, a very good one. Is it a multi-vintage? Or? It's, it's a multi-vintage. Um, and it's honestly, it's, a, um, it's very Californian. So it's very f- uh, fresh, fruity, um, easy to drink. So I would say Shannon Rosé. And then the second wine, I would say, is By the Bay. So that was uh, a wine that I started working on in 2016. Uh, and By the Bay is a tribute to the Carneros region. Uh, so it's a Blanc de Blanc uh, made with a, a little bit of um, uh, barrel fermented wine in French oak barrels. And it's, uh, yeah, it's delicious. So that's, that's my second favorite wine. What is ahead for you? Where do you go from here? First of all, every single year are different. So that's, I think that's what keeps me going with winemaking. It's like there is never one year that is the same. So it's not that you can get bored very easily. Um, I also work for a winery where um, we, we love innovation. So we love to do a lot of different things and new wines. And so for me, what, what's next, I think it's, uh, it's about creation and surprising and, and, and getting wine that are going to excite consumers 
I think that's that's what's next. Um, Career-wise, I would say that, um, I don't know if you know, but there is six winery around the world of Chandon. Uh, and I have a role in, in that. So for me, that's, um, that's what keeps me um, busy also, is working with all those six winery around the world. And that's pretty cool, actually. What is your role with those other wineries? So we, we have a community of winemakers and uh, I lead that community. So we, we get to exchange, we get to learn from each other, we get to work on projects with each other. So share best practices. Yeah. and coordinating all of that is, is what I'm doing. So. so what are some of the other wineries? I'm curious. So the first, the first uh, Chandon uh, was uh, created in Argentina in 1959. Then it was Chandon, California, uh, Brazil the same year. Uh, so both of us are turning 50 next year. Australia and very recently India and China. And they're all called Chandon? Yes. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that, and that's what's uh, very unique about us. Is like, uh, so, I mean, Chandon is, honestly, if you think about it, it's a domain on, and the sun never sets. So someone is always working on Chandon 24-7. Right. That's funny. Or, you know, interesting Yeah. to think about that way. Any desires to go back to work in Champagne and one day? So I will never close the door. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe. I don't know. So yeah, uh, for me, Napa Valley is home for now. Uh, would I go back at some point to France? Maybe. For now, the target is retirement. Would it be before that? Maybe. I don't know. I just don't, I just don't want to... I just don't know. And that's exciting about it. Not knowing where in five years from now or 10 years from now will be. That's, that's cool. So you've made me think of something else that you've been able to achieve you have a family mm -hmm. uh, you have two sons yes how have you managed to successfully balance uh, it's a great question so i think for me first of all before having kids balancing my work-life balance i was not successful at it so i was working maybe way too much but at the same time i feel like that's where it got me here uh, but as soon as I got children, it changed a lot. So of course, like your schedule has to be also, you know, based on, on your children. So they somehow are the one that forced me to have a work-life balance. Obviously before having children, you have two, uh, you have two maternity leave or uh, not before having children, but you know what I mean? Like right. you have your children, you go on maternity leave. So you leave the winery for um a good chunk of uh, of time so for me i put a lot of like preparation on that um and making sure that during this time my team could could function without me each time i came back from maternity leave i never wanted to come back to the same to say and and pretend that those months didn't exist so for me it's been um uh, the team has obviously grew and evolved and they made decisions without me. So that's something I still re remind myself every day and make sure that they are empowered and, and they can run uh, without me. So ultimately that has also improved on work and life balance. Uh, what does it look like? I um, also come to the winery with, I would say, more laser focus. Uh, so I'm I'm here maybe less than I used to, like before children, but my, but my attention is way more focused than, than it used to be. Uh, so yes, it, it sounds like, you know, it's my lunch or like five minutes long in front of my computer. Like when I'm at the winery, like I'm, I'm really busy. 
Um, but then I make a big effort to be back at a decent time um, every day. So I get, I get to spend time with my kids. And then I put them to bed. And then when they are sleeping, I log back in. So I reopen my computer and, and walk. Um, so this, to be honest with you, I would say also that um, when I had my first one, it was in November of 2019. And I would say that COVID has, has also helped me in that regard. Because since then, everybody's used to work from home. So I also feel that I have much more freedom to work from home than, than, than before. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I think that's a, a good positive of, of COVID. So he has, worked, he has worked actually quite well. Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. It seems like a perfect time to segue to your personal life. Okay. You live in the town of Napa. Mm-hmm. If we took a step inside your home, what would we see? Okay. <laughs> Other than diapers. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's first your decorating all, style? My, my decoration style. So, first of all, you would go to a house that is quite neat. Uh, so, I'm an orderly person, so I don't like when there is stuff everywhere. Um, so, we manage to keep toys in few places in the house but it's not everywhere so that's very important to me it's a home that is actually quite bright because i like um light uh, light uh, so wall are quite white uh, but with uh, some art pieces that would stood out in that regard like with some pops of color uh, i would say it's quite modern and not there's not so many things either so it's quite like clean lines uh, I think what I like the most about my house is the view. So we have a nice view of uh, of uh, Napa. Yeah. What's and the color scheme? Ski- it, it would be like more cream, white, like very beige, like very neutral, neutral colors. Okay. Yeah. So when you, when you, haha, kick back and relax, uh, what kind of music do you like to listen to? Uh, yeah, when is the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the, the first question, I, I, it's for me, like, uh, when do I get to choose the music I want to listen? I don't think it's at home because, um, so my husband is a huge fan of the killers. Oh, lordy. So I, <laughs> yeah, so I can, I, I can tell you we listen to a lot of that. And then we have uh, we have an au pair um, right. to that live with us uh, that take care of, of the children um, while we're at, at work. Uh, her previous one was a huge fan of Harry Styles, so the ha- the house music is is split between um, Harry Styles and and the Killers. Uh, all joke aside, uh, my type of music for me it's very pop, yeah, pop music. And I think when the time that I get to listen to my own music, I think it's in my car. <laughs> so who do you like to listen to? Who's one or two of your favorite artists? Uh, let's see who is who's. Um, I mean, One Republic is a, is one that I like. Um, who else? I just went to a concert of Lady, Lady Gaga. That oh, was pretty yes. cool. Uh, I like The Weeknd, I like, so I, I mean, I'm a big fan of var- like a different, like variety, but sure. um, what comes on the radio is really like, you know, um, is what I like to listen. So, okay. We're in wine country. Mm-hmm. Other than your own wine, what do you like to drink at home? Are you a wine and bubbles girl or do you like the occasional cocktail or beer? And once again, I like diversity. Mm-hmm. So for me... 
Um, for sh I'm a big rosé person, so still rosé from the south of France mm -hmm. um, is one of my go-to. Uh, wine like um, Sauvignon Blanc is another one that I like. Uh, and definitely for me, cocktails is when I'm going out. So, what kind of cocktail do you like? Mm. I'm into the French 75 <laughs> lately. I was gonna, I was gonna tell you that because it's always a good one. So I'm not a big fan of Negroni because it's too mm. bitter. Uh, I typically like cocktails that are, um, has a lot of fruit in it, mm -hmm. so not too strong. Like for example, if you give me a Manhattan, it's way too strong for me. Yes, more or less, you're a wine girl. I'm a wine girl. So. I must say, I enjoy beer quite a, quite a bit. So. Mm. Not uh, heavy beer, but light beer um, okay. is I enjoy, but I quickly switch to wine. Do you have a hobby? Do you collect anything? Um, I have a feeling you might collect art. Uh, yes, I mean, I, I wish I could. Then the problem with art is uh, um, having enough money to, to do that. Um, a hobby. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Lately, I would say the hobby is, uh, and it's not a hobby, but uh, t time outside of like walking and taking uh, care of my children is, is uh, hard to come by. What I love and like one of the things that uh, for me to relax is uh, I love to travel. And there is one place that I, I love the most and is going to the south of France every year. So that's a, that's a big one. And uh, my hobby there is to, uh, to boat. So, um, it's to do what? To boat. boat. To, to go on a boat. Okay. Yeah. Not a sailing boat, a motorboat. Mm -hmm. um, and in France, you need to have a license to do that. And I do have a license. I've, I've had my license since I was 16. And for me, this is the most like, um, that's the, the, yeah, that's what I like to do the most. So on that topic, mm -hmm. is there a meaningful trip that you can share? Yeah, I mean, I think it's this one, to be honest with you. It's the, so since I was little, uh, we have a summer house in the south of France. Uh, it's in a very cute town of, it's called Bormes Mimosas. And that's the one trip that I'm always looking forward. So um, we try to go every year. Obviously, we skip it during COVID. Uh, but this is, uh, this is for me the definition of like the perfect vacation. Does the whole family, your parents, and do, does the whole family get together? No, so we, we, obviously, when I was little, I used to go with my parents. And then now I get to uh, to go with my own family. And then a few days here and there, um, maybe like some of, whether my brother or my, um, uh, and yes, my parents um, can come too, but only a few days, not the entire time. <laughs> so I get to actually have a vacation. Well, <laughs> yes, you so deserve it too. Is there something people might be surprised to learn about you? Did you do something crazy as a kid? Do you rappel? Do you skydive? Is there something just out of the ordinary that people might be shocked to learn? No, um, no. Obviously, I, I'm uh, one of three, and I'm the I'm the little one. Um, so being the last one, I think I was never shy. <laughs> To um, to show my brother to like uh, yeah we've done a lot of mistakes thanks to me I've, I've taught them a few things uh, I don't know so no I don't do crazy stuff to be honest with you no I think I was a pretty good kid you're not a secret knitter or <laughs> <laughs> something <crazy. laughs> 
no. no. <laughs> I mean, I think I think people. Yeah, I mean, I I, I grew up in a super tiny tiny town mm-hmm. where there is literally nothing. Like I, you know, there is 150 people in that town. Oh wow! So I think people are always shocked to to know that. Uh, but I never did any crazy stuff. Okay. Uh, besides, like uh, you know, you're, so traveling we're, abroad. Uh, we're all years ago. We're all supposed to believe you're just uh, like you live a very vanilla life. Pretty much. Okay. What do you think the secret is to a great dinner party? Oh, uh, easy. I mean, for me, it's all about the host. So it it is about uh, welcoming people to your to your home, making them feel comfortable, and obviously, no, there's no good party without um, sparkling wine or champagne. And for me, the best thing about starting a night is the that sounds of the pop of um, of the bottle. And I think it puts everyone in the mood. So I think that's that's a secret recipe. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> okay. On that note, we're going to wrap it up with five quick questions. Okay. You ready? Yes. Okay. What is your favorite flower? Oh. Um, <laughs> let's go with uh, tulip. What kind of car do you drive? Uh, I currently have a Volvo. Okay. It's a hybrid. What is one word that best describes you? Uh, bubbly. I think that was I an mean, obvious. Right? Uh, Easy one. I don't know if I would have used that, but okay. <laughs> What's your favorite dessert? Uh, ice cream. Who do you call for advice? Oh, Easy. Um, my husband, for sure. Okay. That's it. Okay. Pauline, you were fantastic. Thank you. It was so much fun, and uh, we had an adventuresome time here at Shandon. (laughs) It's never a dull moment (laughs) here at Shandon. Bubbles and pops and calling. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.